Hey, Navigator, what's up? I am coming to you still from Washington. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, by the time you're listening to this, I'll be home and all that good stuff. But still in Washington, having a good time, hanging out with the kids. Went go-kart racing today. That was a fiasco. And it wasn't even my fault for once. <laughs> no. Um, so it was just me and Nathaniel. And Nathaniel had warned them that I couldn't see well and whatever. And so we were supposed to be on the track with either just us or not a lot of people. We ended up on the track with eight people. <laughs> And I'm trying, I was trying so hard. I could see for the most part until I got to like the back corner. And <clears throat> so I would slow down a little bit in that back corner because I couldn't, I couldn't see real well. And then it like, it goes and it makes like these, this really tight S curve. And my go-kart kept getting stuck. It, <laughs> I mean, I'd push the gas and it wouldn't go. And I'm thinking I'm stuck on the wall, but I'm not stuck on the wall. It just, it just got stuck when, because I was trying to make such a hard turn. And it did it to me twice. Well, one time I got stuck on the wall. Another time the guy had me pull over because he could tell I was having trouble. And then the third time it just, I got stuck again. When I thought I was stuck on the wall, but it wasn't the wall. And so dude was like, yeah, we'll just... He was going to swap me out for a different one, but it didn't happen. And so I only did four laps and Nathaniel ended up getting a free race on his profile. So, you know, whatever. The four laps I did were pretty fun. <laughs> it just sucked because I had to slow down for that back part. If that back part was better lit... I would have just hauled it through the whole thing, and it would have been fine. And at one point, somebody ran into me. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm that person. <laughs> I didn't even want to go back on, there, on, the, on the track after that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm that person. I can't. <laughs> oh, I But it wasn't because I couldn't see, so at least there's that. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I, I really want to talk to you guys today about advances in technology, like social media and all that stuff, uh, cell phones, you know, when I was, oh geez, cell phones came out, I probably, I think I got my first cell phone in like 1999 or something like that, 98, and, um, you know, I think about what cell phones were back then and what they are now, and it just amazes me, and I really, it's funny, I kind of feel like my dad in a way, or even my grandpa, like, in my day, you know what I mean, um, I'm sure that Maybe not so much my dad's generation, but because my dad is, my dad's fairly young. I mean, I'm 46, my dad's only 65. So um, people that are a little bit older than him, uh, you know, really had a hard time embracing 
technology and computers and, you know, email. Oh, my mom was terrible. She's the same age as my dad, but she just, she really just didn't have experience on computers and, and she didn't really want to. Um, she would use like the word program or whatever when she volunteered at the United Way, but I'm, I mean, I remember many times walking her through how to check her email and how to send an email with an attachment and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, she ended up just getting to the point where she just wasn't going to do it. You know, if something needed to be done, she had my dad do it because it was just easier that way. And I get, I get it. I get it. You know, my phone it, it irritates me and frustrates me so badly that a lot of times I'll just hand it to one of my kids or somebody that's with me sighted and I'll just say, hey, can you do this for me, please? I did it just the other day. I went down to uh, the train station to see my friend Dan and I was getting an Uber back and uh, I wanted to make sure it was all correct and my eyes were bugging me and I didn't have my glasses and so I was like, hey, can you... Can you do this? I mean, I have, it, it used to be hard for me to ask for help. And with some things, it still is. Because there are some things that I feel like, you know what, this is stupid. I should still be able to do this. And, you know, if I can't, I get mad and have a temper tantrum, typically. But um, now, I... Even even at work, I would just say, I'd, I'd call Sebastian. Hey, Sebastian, I need your eyeballs. You know, I, it's just easier. Because I know no matter what I do, it, I'm not going to be able to see it. And, you know, I'm up here right now. And so if the Uber driver drops me off at the wrong place or, you know, in the wrong area, I'm going to be like, uh... Wait a minute. I mean, yes, I know my way around, and I lived here, and I drove here, and I can get around, but surprisingly, my vision has gotten significantly worse since I was out here a few years ago, and everything just is blurry. I just can't make anything out really anymore. Makes me sad, although it is nice to see all the green. It is very pretty up here. I definitely miss... The different colors, you know, all the buildings don't look the same and, you know, but uh, anyways, I digress. That was a squirrel moment. Um, so you started off, we start off with, you know, cell phones and email dial up. You guys remember that? Oh, I can't even make that noise, but I can still hear it in my head. <laughs> um, you know, and I think about how much easier technology is supposed to make life. Yet, for me, it, for example, everything touchscreen. Why? Why does everything got to be touchscreen? That is just so ridiculous. I, I, you know, is what you know what really irritates me is the buttons down on the ATM, the buttons for like entering your pin number and stuff, those have braille on them, but the rest of the thing is touchscreen. So what do you do? I, I don't get it. Or it says it like next to just a little button. There's no braille on those buttons. So pretty much I can't use an ATM without somebody doing it for me. 
How messed up is that? I have to have my kids withdraw money for me. Like, I just, I, you know, I don't understand why we could be so advanced in technology in some ways and just so far behind in others. I mean, I rode in a car yesterday. Of course, it was a Tesla. And uh, the, the, the technology in those things, holy crap. And I think this must have been like the souped up model because it was like a hundred grand almost. And, you know, all the doors open and close by themselves. It has, uh, one thing that was kind of cool was you can leave your dog in the car and put it on dog mode, no matter what time of year it is, and it'll keep the temperature just right for the dogs. And a little thing will come up on the screen, which is ginormous, that says, like a dog, and it says, don't worry, my owner will be right back, and it's, you know, 60 degrees in here, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, because otherwise somebody could break out the window, you know, but... You know, I think about this technology and I'm like, okay, that's a self-driving car. And, you know, I, I've i joked and said that I'm going to write to Elon Musk and see if he just wants to give me one. I, I figured maybe he'd just be so impressed with the fact that I had the gall to just ask for a Tesla that he, he would respect that and be like, okay. You know, that's probably not what would happen. But, you know, uh, so... Jeff was showing me, he was like, look, I don't have my hands on the wheel or on the, you know, my feet on the pedals. You know, we're just going. And, and then all of a sudden the car started veering. I was like, uh, <laughs> apparently the car thought he needed to change lanes. <laughs> and so, okay, I get why a self-driving car may not be perfect for me. But I knew that it was trying to change lanes for some reason. And I knew his hands weren't on the wheel. So, I, you know, I knew something was up. I don't know. I feel like I could drive one. But whatever. Um, you know, and social media has come about. I remember when it was classmates at first. And then it was, what, MySpace. And then Facebook. And then Twitter. And, you know, I don't, I don't understand why people need nine different social media platforms. Like, who has time for all of that? I, I mean, I guess it's for people that don't have jobs or lives. I, I really don't get it. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can't, I'm at a loss. It just, it baffles me. And, and people put so much stock into what other people think online and the numbers and then the, how many likes they have and how many followers they have. And, and yes, I'm asking for followers and I'm asking for people to share my podcast and, you know, I, I get that. And, and that, but that's different. This is a resource for people, um, to help them live a better life. And I think that uh, having to have 500 people like the plate of food that I posted a picture of, um, you know, I don't, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. It just really doesn't. And, you know, if, if social media, oh my goodness, could you imagine if social media was used to just spread 
good stuff. You know, you've got all these people with, I mean, I took video myself of, uh, you know, some stuff going down. You know, people are posting, you know, the worst one, honestly, is the one where people get together or there's a fight and there's like eight people beating the crap out of one person and 400 people standing around cheering and yelling and videotaping and that's just ridiculous like what is wrong with people that do that what the hell is wrong with you why would you do that why would you do that and then post it online for everybody to see nobody wants to see that and the only reason people do click on it is because it's like a freaking car wreck you've got to drive by it but can you do it without looking like, no, everybody wants to look at the car wreck and see the, the blood and the gore and the tore up cars. I, you know, I get that. It's human nature. But really? And usually it's teenagers. Where are your parents? Let me tell you something. If I, if I saw a video and my kids were on there doing that or even just standing there cheering it on, I would whoop their butts myself. That's just absolutely unacceptable. And that's the generation that's going to be running this country at some point. Like, I don't want those people running this country. What? If, what? No. You know, social media was originally intended for adults to reconnect with each other. You know? It wasn't meant for kids to get on there and bully other kids or uh, boyfriends to post naked pictures of their exes to humiliate them or you know you just it, it seems like everything good that comes up in society people find a way to twist it look at religion holy moly look how much religion is twisted people twist God's word to make it say whatever they want it to say to fit their agenda. And, you know, politics are the same way. The politicians are going to say whatever they need to say to push their agenda and, and get more people to vote for them. You know, and so social media has just turned into this this mess of. I think it's worse for girls than it is for guys. Because girls, they really, really, really put a lot of stock in how many likes they have, how many followers they have, how many people comment on their photos. Like, there, there's girls, well, there's guys also, but teenagers and, and young people out there that are committing suicide because of stuff going on on social media. I mean, let that sink in for a minute. You know, yes, back in the day, I got bullied in school. I did. But I got to go home. You know what I mean? I got to go home and I got to hang out in my neighborhood with my friends. And, you know, be in my room and be left alone. And I only had to deal with it when I was at school. But now... You've got to deal with it while you're in school and while you're at home because you're constantly scrolling around on social media. 
And if somebody is bullying or taunting or any of that, there's just no escape. You know, these kids these days are just addicted to scrolling through the social media and, and letting all of that soak in. And it's just sad to me. It really is. I mean, if, if everybody substituted one post with something encouraging and positive, how much better off would the social media frenzy be? You know, whenever you open up your, your little news feed or your Instagram and people are actually posting positive things, you know, instead of posting the stupid drunk idiot at the bus station causing a ruckus, why not post a video of the police officer that comes and sits with the guy and talks him down and, and ends up taking him to a, you know, a place to get a shower and, and a change of clothes. Why not put that on social media? You know, I just, I, all the negativity that is in the world, I feel like there's got to be a point where we say enough is enough and I just can't take any more of the negativity. Now, you may be asking yourself, what does this have to do with being visually impaired? Absolutely nothing. It has nothing to do with being visually impaired, but it has to do with life. And I can guarantee you that people listening to this have either are going through it, have gone through it, or have kids that are going through it. You know? And here, actually, it does fall into being visually impaired. You know how? Because when my kids got phones, I tried very hard to keep track of what they were doing. I monitored, I tried to monitor what they were doing. On the computer, it was easy because it was my computer and everything was enlarged and uh, I could see it. The phones were a different story, especially back then, you know, when they didn't even have touch screen. And I was trying to look at everything with a magnifying glass and make sure they were, you know, not doing anything inappropriate. But it never failed that I would get calls from family members saying, oh my gosh, did you see what Bianca posted? And I'm like, ah, crap, no. You know, but the kids are smart. They learned, so they learned how to block me and do all that stuff. It was just, it was, it was very difficult monitoring social media being visually impaired. And I am telling you right now, parents, if you have kids, you need to monitor their social media and their internet activity, especially nowadays, all the sex trafficking going on. I mean, that, that crap's for real. Like that's, it's no joke. Like, it's not just stuff you see on TV. It it really does happen. And you need to make sure that you keep your kids safe. And your kids are going to fight you every step of the way for it. But I guarantee you, once they grow up and become adults and start to see the things that you were protecting them from, they'll appreciate it. They really will. I I, I feel bad. I was not able to... Uh, protect them as well as I would have liked to. Um, 
you know, of course, also when my kids were growing up, there wasn't so many parental controls and and things like that. And like secret apps where you could download and hide files and, you know, all that stuff that you could do now. Thank goodness my kids are growing up. I don't have to worry about all that. I don't know how I would have done any of that, you know. And, and especially when there was so many times that I would have to hand my phones to my kids and say, hey, can you do this for me? You know, but here I am trying to keep track of what they're doing on their phones. It just, it just didn't work. And I guarantee you, my kids got away with a lot of crap that I wouldn't have uh, normally allowed them to get away with. And it would only be because of the fact that I couldn't see what they were doing. And that sucks. It sucks because as a parent, you know, you want to have control over your kids and you want to protect them and make sure that, you know, they're safe, you know. And when it comes to the online stuff, it, it's even for a sighted person, I feel like it's darn near impossible just because there's just so much. There's just so much. There's so many apps. There's so many different things. It's just it it's just crazy you know and i really think that uh it's unnecessary i mean really i don't feel like there's a need for so many different social media apps i just really don't and that's why i don't have my page up on them well actually the main reason i don't i would put my page up on all of them if i had somebody managing my social media for me but i'm doing it myself and i really just don't feel like putting it on everything i'd have to set up an account for all of them and all that so you know what if anybody out there would like a job a volunteer position um managing my social media accounts let me know let me know on the social media that i do have <coughs> excuse me uh navigating life with laura and garmin facebook and linkedin at garmin navigates on twitter and garmin navigates at outlook.com is how you can get a hold of me and definitely i would love for someone to manage my social media i might be able to get some more followers <laughs> You know, uh, speaking of which, I gained two more. I'm up to 55. Thanks, everybody. Keep on sharing, please, please, please. Um, let me know show topics, ideas, things you want to hear, people you want me to interview. Let me know. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Uh, have a great week. I'm back to work this week, so we'll see how it goes. My my. Part-time schedule begins, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So, hmm, we'll see. Anyways, have a great week. Be a blessing. And I challenge you every day <clears throat> to substitute one negative post or one gossip and substitute that for something that is encouraging and kind. People need kindness right now. There's not nearly enough of it going on. Believe me. So let's be a blessing to people and uh, do our part to make our little corner of the world a better place. All right? All right, y'all. I'll talk to you on Friday.